the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about time to time, I like to not look at the stock market on a day-by-day basis because I don't think you need it on a day-by-day basis. Sometimes I like telling you the truth about money and how to get rich. And this is one of those days. So if you tape this, play it for a 20-year-old, you're going to be doing them a favor, even though they probably don't want to hear it. You can put dance music underneath it, maybe. Or if you just do that in the background while they're listening to it, that's fine as well. Because let's face it, all 20-year-olds love dance music, right? That's a cliche that's that's worth hanging around people and making it, like, stick. Or not. So, I can do this in three minutes or less. How to get rich. Max out your 401k, your 403b, your 457. Buy inexpensive, well-diversified mutual funds, such as Vanguard Target 22,000 funds. So 2035, 2040, 2045, 2055. Or get the wells for $5,000. But inexpensive, well-diversified mutual funds. Never buy or sell individual stocks. The person on the other side of the table knows more than you do about that kind of stuff. You may think you do, but if you've never looked, if you can't tell me what the margins are at Apple, you shouldn't have known Apple. You're not taking it seriously. Save 20% of all your money. So 15% goes in the 401k. Try to figure out another way to save another five. And if you can only start at three, you start at three, but you aim for 20. I've got credit cards that pay me 2% back, and damn it, it's tempting to go out and get a TV with it. I can tell you it is tempting to go out and blow that on myself. But I won't do it. Not gonna. Not gonna do it. Pay your credit card balance off or pay your credit card balance every single month. You don't have to pay it off, but pay the balance. Do not get hit with those 18% interest charges. Maximize tax advantage savings vehicles like Roth, SEP, 529 accounts. Pay attention to fees. Avoid actively managed mutual funds. Avoid actively managed insurance products. You don't want your insurance products to be investment products. Make a financial advisor commit to a fiduciary standard. Have them write it down. And when they break it and when they charge you 9% commissions for an annuity, sue them. Don't agree to arbitration with them. Sue them. Promote social insurance programs to help people when things go wrong. That's how you get rich. I think I did that under, in under three minutes. One more time. Buy inexpensive... Well-diversified mutual funds or exchange-traded funds. Max out your 401k or your 403b or your 457. Never buy an individual stock. People on the other side of the trade know a lot more than you do. Save 20% of your money at least 15% because you're going to have to live from age 60 to 100 without a job. 
Pay your credit card balances in full every month. Maximize tax advantage savings vehicle like Roth SEPs, 529s. Watch out for fees. If you're in a mutual fund that charges 5%, like the American funds, I hate the American funds. Most of them, not all of them, but most of them charge a 5.5% fee. So your $100 is now $94.50. You're already behind the game. Make financial advisors commit to a fiduciary standard and promote social insurance programs for those who, who fall behind or fall through the cracks. That's how you get rich. That's it. You can turn off the lights. You can go home now. A couple other things that I promote. Try to get at least 10 minutes of exercise a day, if not more. Try not to sit for eight straight hours. Don't watch TV sitcoms. I'm, I'm helping you out there. My life became a lot more productive when I stopped watching TV. So I get one TV show a week. That's what I allow myself, one TV show a week. So it might be The Walking Dead for spring or winter. And then in spring, it'll be Game of Thrones. And then summer, what am I going to watch? I get one TV show a week. That allows me to have a lot more time to make love to exercise, to brush my teeth, to read books, to draw and paint, uh, to de-stress a little bit. So I just I just taught you how to be rich. Will you do it? Probably not. Shame on you. Absolutely. Because it's not that difficult. Um, don't try to be me. One of the biggest mistakes you can make is trying to be someone who you're not. Don't try to be your neighbors. Okay, your neighbors went out and they bought a nice $60,000, $70,000 vehicle. Well, trust me, I know my neighbors, and none of them are wealthy. Every one of them has asked me for financial advice of looking things over, and almost every one of them to a T have bought crap product. I was going to say a word that rhymes with hit products, but I won't. One of my neighbors bought... Private REITs. You know what a private REIT makes the person who sells it? Do you? Typically about 9.5%, 10%. They get a finder's fee. People who find money for other people make a lot of money. So a private REIT is a private real estate investment trust. And let's put it this way. Let's say I'm, I'm, I'm going to call myself Creepy Grandpa Fester. And creepy Grandpa Fester wants to buy 10 apartment buildings, but he doesn't have money himself. So what he says is, hey, Joe, if you can go get me a million dollars from someone or $100,000 from someone, I'll buy these 10 apartment houses. Now, Creepy Grandpa Fester also likes to go to the strip club. And sometimes that money for the apartment complexes get mixed up in a strip club money. Creepy Grandpa Fester also has a little bit of a nose problem. He likes putting candy in it. And that's your money. And there's no auditing. There's no trail. There's no way of of figuring this out. There was a guy who did a national radio show called Ray Lucia. And he pushed private rates. Do you know why he pushed private rates? Because he didn't do a national radio show. He paid for a national radio show. He did a national infomercial. Infomercials aren't cheap. On television, they're about $3,500 for 30 minutes. So if you see those two little midgets selling real estate... It's typically because they're making more than $3,500 in 30 minutes. Whatever they're selling, they are trying to get to $3,510. And And who's the sucker that goes for it? Private REITs. Um, Hey, it's Eric Estrada from TV's Chips. He's got a lake community that is now selling apartments. Okay, if this late community was all that in a bucket of chicken, do you think you'd have to go on TV and hire Eric Estrada to push it for you? Do you really think you'd have to have two midgets in Hawaii surrounded by big-breasted women, like as a sign of success, that they're midgets wearing suits and they're surrounded by big-breasted women? Like, look, I'm in Hawaii. And they even have a little fruity drink with an umbrella in it. Come on, people. People are just stupid. I'm convinced of this. You want to impersonate my money? Sure. You're stupid. Financially stupid. 
I use a term called financially retarded, which flame retarded means like it won't grow flames. Financially retarded means you won't grow financially. Don't use the mental retarded image. Use the flame retarded one. It makes more sense in this case. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeartRadio Station. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. There's a guy named Jim Rogers who says there's a 100% probability of a recession within a year. And if you know Jim Rogers, he's kind of a dweeby-looking guy. Um, he's been around for a long time, and he was an excellent investor in the 1970s. Pretty good in the early 80s. And calling for a recession, it's like calling for rain. You're eventually going to be right. But it does matter. And what do we have to gain from him calling for a recession? I hate headline news. To me, it's useless. I would much rather watch 60 Minutes that at least dedicates 10 minutes to a story than a headline piece of news. Um, I like reading Vanity Fair. I know you're saying you're kidding, right? I only watch one TV show, but I read two magazines. Well, I read three, more than two magazines. Let's see, I read Barron's on the weekend. I get all... My, my big bathtub filled up with bubbles. Get a little glass of champagne, maybe a mimosa. And I read Barron's. And it's my sexy time in the tub. Because to me, I love Barron's because it's long-form journalism. Okay, so journalists aren't always the smartest people in the world. Um, one of my ex-TV hosts, girl, a woman named Cheryl Cassoni, I almost called her girl. And the ultimate rude, sexist thing I could possibly say out loud. A female employee. So before she got into financial media, <clears throat> and you can see her now on Fox. She's on the business show in the morning with Maria Bartiromo. Uh, before she got into financial media, guess what she did? You want peanuts with that? That's right. She worked as a Southwest stewardess. Um, no skills in business. Couldn't tell you any line on a financial statement. Nothing. Had never even seen a financial statement. And now she's one of the most respected news people in financial media. Um, which is really weird because she didn't have a southern accent until she went to Fox. And then she suddenly has a southern accent. And I'm like, what's that all about? Um... I'm not throwing her on the bus. I mean, they, Melissa Francis, she works at Fox. She's uh, at one point in time known as, like, she knows more about oil than anyone else in financial media, right? Yeah, she was a tech reporter at CNET for uh, six years with me. So you got to be careful on who you think is good financial. Like, Harry Dent has been more wrong about the sky is falling than he was wrong about, you know, calling for home runs. At one point in time, he said Dow 36,000, then he said Dow 3,000. Okay, who cares, Harry Dent? You're an idiot. You sell books. You, you don't actually bring anything to the table. It's just a big, bold prediction. Um, so I don't, I'd rather not hear it. So Jim Rogers calling for a recession within a year? Good. You know what recessions do for me? They don't destroy my portfolio. They don't destroy my wealth. To me, they make me a more attractive male because other men lose their jobs and I have mine. And women are like, ooh, 
a job. Now, again, in this day and age, I know more women who carry the financial weight than men in relationships. So I should uh, change my times on that one and just go, I want to stay at home and play the Xbox 360 all day long. Is it Xbox 360 or Xbox Live? Or is it just the Xbox One? I don't know. You know why? Because I have a life. I'm not playing video games all day long. One TV show, like, I'm trying to make my case as an attractive spouse as a potential, like, I like to paint. Anyway, um, don't pay attention to the headline news. It's only going to get you in trouble. A recession's not the worst thing in the world. A recession takes care of excesses. So earlier in the show, I talked about house flippings at a 10-year high. Guess what happened 10 years ago? Real estate hit a high. And guess what happened for the next three years after that? In some markets, it lost 50%. Now, 10 years ago, you can get a loan if you had a, a, a breath. Joe would give you a loan if you could breathe into a mirror. And sometimes, you didn't even have to do that. You could get a loan from Mortgage Joe 24-7-365. Um, I want to buy a $600,000 house. Uh, how much money do you make? 40000 No, 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 no. I'm going to ask you again, and this time you say nothing. I want to buy a $600,000 house. How much money do you make? Sign right here. If you, There were liar loans where you didn't have to disclose how much money you make. Now, for some people, that makes all the sense in the world. If I'm a professional football player and I have a $28 million contract, I don't have to prove my income. Screw you. I'm cocky. I'm arrogant. I don't have to show nothing. But for most people who are buying $600,000 homes... We probably should, you know, poke them with a stick, make sure they can actually pay it back. So be careful who you're working with and be careful who the experts are. And, you know, recessions are good. Six, ten years ago, people shouldn't have been buying houses on no income loans. It was a bad idea and it ended bad. And our government officials and I, I, I hate them all. I know you're saying you're pretty you're pretty jaded. Yes, I am. Because the public officials, the congressmen will get on TV and go, oh, those lenders took advantage of you. And then they'll write legislation that says everyone deserves a a mortgage loan. Make it easier. Make it happen. Zero percent down loans. Fine. You actually don't have to save a penny. You don't have to be responsible in any way, shape or form. You can wake up from a a 72 hour bender on crack cocaine and decide you want to buy a mansion and you deserve the right to buy that mansion. And Congress pushed this kind of crap. We should make loans tougher to get, not easier to get. We shouldn't wiggle our standards every couple of years just because we're trying to get votes. So anyway, Harry Dent, idiot, Jim Rogers, who cares? Woo, a recession's coming. Guess what? Nighttime's coming too, Jim. You might want to get ready for that. Recessions are normal and healthy. They curb excesses. Um, you know, the 2000 recession that we got into, uh, what was the excess there was the tech jobs. Kids were coming out of college with a degree in English, getting a hundred thousand dollar jobs because a, they were young and the manager wanted to hire them to date them. And because there was so much money being thrown around and B, they were young. They were a body that could be filled and C, they were young. We needed to kill that. When I got to the Bay area 16 years ago. You couldn't get a restaurant reservation. You had to compete for them. 20-year-old kids were coming out of college smoking cigars, driving $100,000 vehicles. Recessions kill that kind of nonsense. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. One of the things I like to do on this show is to bring up topics that are interesting and compelling, maybe even a little bit of sign of the times. We have joining us from the IB Times today, Owen Davis, talking a little Trump economy story that he's put together recently. How are you, Mr. Davis? Are you still there? I'm here. Good. Can you hear me? I can. It always takes, for some reason, on Fridays, one extra button push. Um, That's so, all right. So tell us a little bit about your background working at the IB Times, Owen. Uh, so I write about uh, Wall Street finance, economics, and um, now that presidential season is upon us, that's a big focus. So you recently put together a, a piece on Donald Trump. Did you watch the debates last night? I watched the most important part of the debate. Uh, it came about five minutes in. And what was the most important part of the debate, in your opinion? <laughs> well, he wasn't talking about the economy, that's for sure. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it's the, the most recent debates haven't focused so much on, on the uh, – the the way that the uh, Donald Trump and or his his opponents' uh, plans would change the economies as much as they have about uh, various body parts and and everything else that we've been hearing so much about. But um but it was interesting in the, in the previous debate at least um you know Trump got some interesting questions about his economic plan and and what he would do to to try to make the economy great again and that's that's what I've really been focusing on. Do you think some of the things that he say are doable before we actually start talking about them because He's talking about trade tariffs of 35%. It's just not doable. Right. A lot of his proposals uh, are really anathema to the consensus that has emerged in the last uh, several decades in, in U.S. policymaking. Um, it, it's, it's really just it, it's stuff that if, if you run it by an economist, they, they do a double take uh, and, and ask what century you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, things like the, the trade tariffs uh, on on – Chinese goods and Mexican goods, um, things like building a wall at the border or deporting all the immigrants. These are things that um, you know mainstream policymakers just don't consider within the realm of possibility. So you recently put together an article, Donald Trump Economics, Will His Presidency Make the American Economy Great Again? Uh, what, what are you taking away from this? Is If he is able to get into presidency, is, would he be able to have any economic... Would he be able to help the economy, or would he hurt the economy, in your opinion? Well, we have to make the assumption that uh, Congress wouldn't step in the way of, of any of these plans. But, um, you know, as we do for, for all sure. candidates and, and taking it at face value, um, you know, the, the, the main part of his economic plan, as, as, has, as he's put together on his website, is a, a, a large, a gigantic tax cut. Um, it, would, it would slash taxes for... For everyone, for for all income earners, for it would slash the corporate tax rate significantly, and the majority of people would see their their taxes fall. But the amount that it would cost has been estimated between nine and twelve trillion dollars in over a decade um, in lost revenues to the government. So it really entail if, if he's going to keep up with his promise to balance the budget, it would entail some massive spending cuts as well. So if you're telling me I'm going to get a tax cut, this is what the average American is going to say. Sounds good mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> $9 to $12 trillion, We don't care. Right, right. right. But, and the, the scary part is, is where, well, if he, if he is going to balance the budgets, um, right. that's going to mean cutting about two-thirds of discretionary spending. So spending on things that aren't for mandatory programs like Social Security and Medicare, which Trump has said he's going to leave alone. And the, gov- and the military has said he's going to expand. So you're looking at huge chunks of government spending that would need to be cut, uh, or else the, the debt would rise significantly. And it also depends on which, um, which part of, which kind of income in earner you are. If, if you're in the, the lowest uh, 20% of income earners, um, you know, you'd only see about a 1% increase in after-tax pay. Uh, middle class would see about a 5% increase in, in, in after-tax income, uh, according to Trump's plan. But if you're in the top 1%, you're going to see a 17, 18% increase in pay. So it really depends on where you are for how much this would uh, potentially benefit you. You were very correct in saying that it depends on Congress. Would they allow this or not allow this? The president's kind of a figurehead to our economy. He can propose ideas, but it's Congress who has to actually enact them. Um, Why are people so afraid, in your opinion? Or why are people so freaked out? Or why are people so dramatically, you know, looking at Trump 
he's been in business for a while. I'm trying I'm trying to say he can't be the devil, can he? Because everyone seems to have an opinion that he's either the devil or he's overpromising. Yeah, and again, this is one of those things. That it really depends on where you're coming from, which messages you're listening to. Right. Um, if you're listening to messages, uh, you know, some of his rhetoric around immigration and foreigners, um, you know, he, he's using the type of rhetoric that you haven't seen in a, in a number of decades, and, and it's for, for people who are not born in the United States and don't look like Donald Trump, uh, he said some worrying things. Um, but if you're, uh, say, uh, you know, a, a manufacturing worker, former manufacturing worker, uh, working in, in Tennessee or Kentucky, uh, and, and you lost your job in the last 10 years and, and seen that job then go to China or go somewhere in Asia or go to Mexico, which has happened. You've seen millions of jobs, uh, you know, according to the best economic estimates, Two million jobs in manufacturing have gone to China in the last 15 years. So if you're one of those people and, and you're listening to, to Trump's rhetoric on, on trade, uh, then there might be something there that appeals to you. Um, so I, I think there is some legitimate appeal to, to people who have been severely affected by globalization. Um, and, and that definitely appeals to people. When you look at the broader strokes of Trump's economic policy, um, pretty much any economist you'll ask, will we'll say it, it's tough to believe. Anything else? I'm speaking with Owen Davis from the International Business Times. You can find him at ivytimes.com. He covers Wall Street and finance for the Ivy Times. Anything else in this article or anything else on the Trump election cycle that you want to bring to our attention? Yeah, I mean, and, and immigration has, has played a huge part in, in again, the, the, the positives and the negatives that, that people have taken away from his campaign. A lot of people have scapegoated immigrants for economic troubles that, that uh, the working class has faced. Um, and it, it's important to note that, you know, this, that has been a topic of reams and reams of, of studies and, and, and economic analysis. And, and what, the, what the economics says that most, mostly immigration has not affected U.S. wages or jobs too much. Um, and in some places you see modest decreases in Americans, native-born Americans' wages, but for the most part it really hasn't. But Trump's policy of you know rounding up and deporting uh, 11 million undocumented people uh, in, entails huge costs of its own, 400 600 billion dollars, uh, economists have estimated. So that's one part of of his policy proposal that actually has real economic consequences that that deserve to be scrutinized. Thanks very much. It's Owen Davis with the IB Times, ibtimes.com, talking a little Wall Street, talking a little Trump economy. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the things I like to do is just constantly remind you, like, pay attention to things. Um, get yourself to retirement. That's the goal. You know, some of us work till we're 58, have massive heart attack, and die. Some of us get to 93, no cancer, no heart attacks, no issues, and we just go peacefully in the night, um, or our bodies just start shutting down. So, I had a grandmother who, uh, it was you know, she had Alzheimer's disease and she was in a bed for two years, which I can't imagine. That's you know a good way to go. Um, bed sores, and then your body starts to like shut down. And remember the Wicked Witch um, from the Wizard of Oz and how her legs curled up when they took the shoes off of her. Your body starts to do a little bit of that. Um, your arms start to curl up as you start dying towards your heart. Your arms start to move, and it's just not pretty. So with that said, I want you to be as healthy as you can. So get out there and exercise. Get out clean your teeth. Floss twice a day. I know you're saying twice a day, <laughs> but I live in Oklahoma. I only got one tooth. Okay, that's fair. So... 800-516-1220. I always said the easiest job in the world in retirement would be a dentist in Oklahoma because all you got to do is clean one tooth. So how, how tough of a job can that be? Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One thing that you can do that I think would help you enormously is get a piece of paper this weekend and see if you can't write down 20 things that you believe in, financially speaking. And it could be something like, I'm afraid of the market, so I'm looking, for, I'm looking not to lose money. And that's fine. 
it could be something along the lines of, uh, I'm young enough that I have time to recover. You know, I, I'm young enough that I'm not going to look at, you know, things and, and stress about greed and fear. Um, try to get out of your own way. You know, I want to get out of my own way when it comes to investing and just automate things. If you could write down 20 things, you're pretty well on your way. Same thing when it comes to buying the stock. Write down five or six things on why you want to buy it. Wait three days and see if you still want to buy it. So with the stock, you may like management. You may like revenue, product. You may like earnings. Uh, you may like the margins. Uh, you may think that they don't have competition. Write those things down, and then you have the the, the, the buy list. And then later in life, when it comes time to sell, you have that list already there. And that's when those things start to disappear is when you sell the stock. A lot of people think, I know how to buy a stock. I don't know how to sell a stock. That's ridiculous. That's like saying, I know how to drive a car. I don't know how to stop a car, so you're going to get in a car. Uh, Not a good idea. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Take a break here. I'll be right back. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I think as ridiculous as this sounds, the goal of the show is to get you to become a millionaire. Not because you get a fancy card. Trust me, I'm a millionaire. I have the fancy card. They send you a card. It's a nice perk, but it's just a perk. I want to get you to be a millionaire because you can pay yourself $40,000 a year until the day you die. Essentially, kind of, almost, sort of. Depends on how you spend money. Depends on how you, you know, stick to your emotions, whether it be greed or fear. I want you to get you out of debt. That's okay. Um, I dated a girl whose father pulled me aside when I was like 22, 23-ish. He, one of the financial lessons he taught me was you're going to always have debt, whether it be a house or a car. That's okay. It's being able to service your debt that's really, really important. I want to get you to the point where you could service your debt so that debt doesn't beget debt. I want you to get to the point where your money becomes more money. So your assets become more assets and your debt becomes smaller. I want you to study people. And see who's successful and who's not. Okay. Your friend's wife sells makeup. How successful does she look? So do you ever want to be in that position of selling something? Whether it be jewelry or makeup or cosmetics. Well, I guess makeup and cosmetics are the same thing. Um, I don't think you do. And I don't think it's good business for you to think that way. I want you to become a millionaire. And I want you to look at other people who are millionaires. And I want you to see who's successful and who's not. Um, and you can just do it by looking, to be quite honest with you. Millionaires tend to save money. They tend not to spend. They tend to own their own businesses rather than work for someone else. You don't necessarily have to invest. You don't necessarily have to hit it big in real estate. You have to own your own business. I highly recommend married couples 
if one of them could be an entrepreneur and one of them could work for IBM, that's ideal. I'm not saying IBM per se. I'm saying any company that gives good benefits. Um, Because you get a lot of tax deductions working for yourself. Um, You could. I mean, you don't always get great tax deductions, but you get good tax deductions. And again, being an entrepreneur is a good way to become a millionaire. Um, You control your own salary. You control when you work. It's pretty awesome. But you have to have discipline to do that. So 800 516-1228 to get your calls on the air. Um, I've gotten better and better at just finding stupid ways to save money because it adds up. Um, and there's things around your house. I buy everything in bulk. Everything that I can buy in bulk, I buy in bulk. And if you go to like a website like Amazon, it tells you how much you're paying per ounce. So let's say you do like muscle milk. Try to find the cheapest muscle milk you can get, right? Um, I have a friend who, uh, he died. He had a heart attack in his mid-60s. But helping his widow, one of the things I learned was that he kept, like, a lot of toilet paper in the car. I'm like, what's going on there? Whenever he'd see, like, toilet paper on sale, he'd buy a massive ream bulk of toilet paper. And I'm like, Okay, well, it doesn't weigh a lot. It's better than keeping a bowling ball in your car. You can get less gas mileage that way. But he was all about, all about saving money. A little bit here, a little bit there. Um, Unplug your electronics at night. Save $100 a year. Stupid but simple. Um, Over time, change all of your faucets to low-flow water faucets. Save 60% on your water bill. Um, there's a company that Tim Cook invested in. And, I, you know, I just, like, I, I read some of the companies that people invest in because I kind of want to see some of the technologies that are going to get funded. And basically, I think it's called an atomizer. So it turns your shower into an atomizer, which basically cuts down on your water about 80% from your shower. So it, it does this into the super fine spray. You don't need all the water that's, that's like, hitting your body and going down the drain. Genius. Have less of it come out. Have it sprayed in a different manner. It's like, um, I don't understand why school systems are still doing what school systems have been doing for 200 years. Let's grab all the kids and put them in kindergarten. Let's grab all the kids and put them in first grade. Why are we teaching our kids the same way we have been for four or five generations? It makes no sense. We it, The teacher goes, well, I'm going to teach like my fourth grade teacher and the fourth grade teacher before them. we got to come up with new ways to teach kids because they, we just can't stick to a norm. Bad idea. Uh, light bulbs. Switching out old light bulbs for complex fluorescent. 80% savings on your electric bill. I look at my electric bill. Did you know the first girl I dated in California? I think this is a fantastic story. Um, she was Canadian and her name was Christy and she had a teeny tiny apartment in Campbell and I came from the east coast where you had how, big houses you know bigger everything and a uh, teeny tiny little apartment she showed me her electricity bill four dollars her power bill was four dollars a month so she basically showered at the gym she did work at a coffee shop, used their electricity to charge stuff, used their wireless internet, $4. Do you know how attractive that is? Like, I recently saw, saw, saw some numbers of, um, record number of new cars sold, right? I don't find that sexy. I find that stupid. Cars depreciate incredibly quickly. So, number of leases... of all cars being sold today are sold on a lease. I don't find that good business. I find that bad business. You're usually throwing, you know, $1,500 to $2,000 down, and that's gone forever. You're never going to own the car. You're restricted to 12,000 miles a year, which is fine. So those two things I don't find attractive. But the girl who buys a three-year-old used car that's coming off a lease, that's sexy. That's sexy. 
I'm all about that in a bucket of chicken. Like you give me that in a bucket of chicken and, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm like a pig in mud. I'm like, throw in some mashed potatoes and gravy. It's a weekend. Okay. Um, windows. Seal your windows properly. I had a friend who was so cheap that he would put plastic bags over his windows during the winter to try to keep the heat in so he didn't have to pay for heat. Um, I like the idea. I think there's better ways of doing it, but I like the idea. Anyone who buys bottled water is a financial idiot. All bottled water is a, a corporate piece of crap being sold to you. You're getting plastic and you're getting water. Now, Kanye West may think that water's free, and it's not. But it's certainly not very expensive. Kanye West once considered, like, they're giving away music for free on streaming sites, and that's like water, it's not free. Like, people pay a dollar, two dollars for literally maybe a tenth of a penny of water? That's funny. So get a filter. Use it. Get a a canteen and whatever you need to drag that water around. Stop polluting the planet and stop overpaying. Okay, another thing that people overpay on, and this this just kills me because it shows me how lazy you are. People who buy carrots and celery and a little ranch pack, and, like, just go buy the carrots. Just go buy the ranch. Go buy the celery. Um, you don't have to buy it in a little carton. Any sliced fruit, um, you're getting charged up the yin-yang for them to charge that fruit for you, to cut that fruit for you. So stop being lazy. Do it yourself. Um, buy the right things organic, you know, uh, not everything has to be bought as organic bananas. You don't have to buy as organic cause they got that big peel around them. Um, anything with the big peels around them, you're probably a little bit better. Plenty of regular produce isn't dirty or laden with pesticides enough to warrant paying top dollar for organics. When I buy eggs, I always try to buy them in 18 or 24 instead of 12 cause I'm going to eat them before they go bad. Why not get a lower cost per egg? Um, Generic is awesome. If you can get used to having generic stuff. Um, I don't need Hunt's tomato paste because Hunt's tomato paste is going to get a commercial during the Super Bowl. And it's going to go, mmm, Hunt's tomato paste. I'll go with the Safeway brand, the Braley's brand. I don't need the Benadryl. I'll go with the Waldrill, which is Walmart's version of, uh, or Walgreens version of Benadryl. It's the same active ingredient. Cut the brands out of your life. They say that you actually have to have a college education to cut brands out of your life. That people with a high school education are dumb enough to fall for the marketing. Don't be dumb enough to fall for the marketing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, um, Twitter, Rob Black Show. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I want to make you a millionaire. And there's a lot of ways to do it. I can get you to stop spending stupidly today. So you can save more, or I could say, hey, if you get a raise next year, send half of it into savings. Live like a pig off the other half. Don't live like the pig off the whole thing. That's one of the problems is as we get older, our quality of life goes up, and we're like, we get used to it. And we, we, you know, hey, you know, that beat-up car when you're in your 20s turns into a brand-new sedan, and then it turns into a brand-new luxury sedan doesn't have to be that way. I like buying, I like deals. Um, the only day I'll ever buy an iPhone is around Black Friday. When Best Buy is offering 100 to $200 off their phones or tablets or iPads. 
That's the only day I'll buy is when there's a massive sale. You want a bicycle? You want to be cool? You want to be hip? When do you want to buy it? January. When it's cold outside. When no one really wants to be buying it. It's either cold or rainy. In California, it's rainy, right? It's supposed to be. So new models start showing up around February to get ready for spring. So January is the best time to buy a bike. Um, suits, January. Trip to New York City. You want to take your sweetie to New York City. It is an awesome city to visit. An awesome city to see a Broadway show. When do you go? When the spit's frozen on the sidewalk. You want to go January or February when it's burr cold. Because no one wants to be in that kind of burr cold. If there's a chance that your plane's going to get snowed in with 18 to 24 inches of snow, that's when you want to go there. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense to you, but in the end, your honey will be like, oh, we saw cats. It was so romantic. And she'll start breaking into song. It'll go, midnight, and the kitty cats are all sleeping. Hey, spoiler alert coming up. Trampy Cat wins. Who gets the ninth life? Trampy Cat. If you've ever seen cats, I would honestly rather have my wisdom teeth taken out with no Novocaine, put back in, and then taken out again than see the Broadway show Cats. Seeing Broadway show Cats made me want to poop in my hands and clap. <laughs> That's my little, um, you know, like, it'll make you jump for joy. Jersey boys will have you dancing in the in the aisles. Cats made me want to poop in my hands and clap. <laughs> Take that to the bank. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I should move forward. You know there's a National Frozen Foods Month? So the best day, the best month to buy frozen food is in National Frozen Foods Month because it's never going to go bad. You could freeze it, right? So there's a lot of deals. Someone works at a place called National Frozen Food, and they get paid to promote frozen foods. And they have a big month called National Frozen Food Month. And to get you get to get that promotion working, they offer deals on frozen food. Um, luggage best time to buy is May. Spring break is on the horizon. Um, updated luggage styles will be arriving. So March, March is actually the best time to buy um, luggage. And luggage isn't cheap. And the quality differs like gold and clay, I've found. So I always feel bad buying luggage. I'm like, did I just spend $600 to put clothes in, like, and have it all beat up and nasty in a couple of years? Um, but anyway, you will save money. If you pay attention to something like Macy's has a one day sale. I love it. If I need a mattress or a suit, it's the Macy's one day sale. I don't buy my mattresses from the, the chains that advertise on radio and television. You know, 1-800 mattress or Mancini's mattress world or what any of those. Because if you understand how advertising works, they're spending money to get you to come in. So they're marking up a mattress crazy prices. To pay for all that spending. Like if you listen to a sports station, it's mattresses every every commercial break is a mattress commercial. So I don't buy from any of the companies that are advertising mattresses. I'll buy from Macy's who does mattresses. You know where I actually buy my mattresses? Murder scenes. You can get a real cheap mattress if someone's like blowing their head off on a on a mattress. You may have to do a little clean and a little dabbing, but get a plastic sheet, put it on, that blood will dry and you'll have a nice cheap good mattress. Refrigerators come out in the summer. Best time to buy a refrigerator is May. Only problem with that is you have to buy a refrigerator. You have to buy a refrigerator, right? Or do you do you ever buy do you ever take a preemptive strike and buy a refrigerator? Then you'd buy it in May. If your refrigerator is like ten years old, do you get the refrigerator with the, with the water filter in it or on the side, in it or outside or not at all? I would prefer me personally. I don't want the water going through the refrigerator. It's just another thing that can break and destroy the floors. So I'd prefer to have a water filter with a jug of water. I know. I know. You're saying you're living exotically. I am. 
like putting a little orange, a little lemon in my water uh, jug. Mmm. Athletic apparel, anytime you buy it off-season. So when it gets cold is the idea. Bikinis, when it's cold. Barbecue supplies, end of summer. Um, or right before summer. Anyway, you get the idea. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Spread the word, tell people, and um, go see cats. You know how I feel about that. It made me want to stand up and clap. Anyhow, and anyway, we'll talk soon. Uh, Find me online at Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.